What's up, podcast fans? Welcome back to the show. Tonight was a very, very fun one with a cousin of mine. Great story about Patty Mahoney. During the 2010 Olympics, I saw him downtown riding a one of those carts where there's loud music playing and someone's pedaling a bike. And we jumped in the back and he took us to his favorite pub, the Johnny Fox, and we had a pint of Guinness. Unreal night. Great business dude, his whole family um, running the Mahoney and Sums pubs. Great spots. Go grab a pint of Guinness there. Probably the best pint of the, in the city. Uh, and Patty has kind of shifted into the gelato industry and uh, self-proclaimed gelato expert. Honestly, super good. Great client gifts. If you're in business yourself, check it out. Very interesting guy. Very fun conversation. Had a blast. Man, I am pumped. It's uh, it's been a while. Yeah, we briefly ran into each other in the summer. Yeah, with some gelato. Yes, which was phenomenal. <laughs> and we're gonna Thank get you. into that a little bit. Yeah. How how do you describe 2020? Like it's been such a strange roller coaster year. Like walking out the door today, me and uh, Jordan, my girlfriend, we went to go grab a beer. At she finishes work at four. We went to walk. There's a brewery next to us. That's like a ten minute walk away. We walk to go get a beer. On the way out the door, I'm like, keys, wallet, cell phone, mm-hmm. mask. Yeah. In January, like it's just you never think you're walking out the door with. And how many masks do you have now? I've, like, <laughs> I, have, I have like seven or eight in my car. I've got like a dozen in my house. It's, it's like just such a roller coaster this year's been. Oh man, absolutely, yeah. And to answer your question, I'm definitely like at least a dozen masks now because you know you gotta have a clean one every time you head out. And uh, it's been wild, man. Uh, not gonna lie to you, um, like everybody's experiencing, and not only Canada, all over the world. It's uh, huge, huge life adjustments, huge uh, household adjustments. Uh, the businesses got to pivot, and um, sometimes, yeah, you walk outside and you, you're grabbing the essentials, including, like you mentioned, a mask, but mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't feel real. Like sometimes you just, you gotta like remember that this is like, this is actually happening. Like the world is in a pandemic and mm-hmm. you know, everybody's gotta do their part, to keep, keep themselves in, in the community safe. And it's an interesting time and, mm-hmm. and uh, feeling for everyone. And um, you know, at the end of this, all I hope that everyone, everyone can reflect and see the positives that come from it and, and live and learn, right? Come out of it better and stronger. It, it seems like it's almost normal life now. Like it, what are we, nine months in almost? But like early days, I remember how difficult it was to navigate being like someone who runs a business and has people that kind of like look to you for guidance. Do you want to just maybe share that experience of like early days, you know, running a business, having, you know, employees that are like kind of looking to you being like, what, mm-hmm. what, what's next? Where do you Absolutely. go for information? Like what, what's the, mm-hmm. what's the message there? Yeah. Like my, my big challenge was, um, was having difficulty keeping up with all the health guidelines, right? Like it was like, a, um, looking back, it was a, a daily thing where you know you're you're trying to run a business and a staff and you have different announcements every single day and you are you know uh, learning as as you go but um expectations with someone you know as a leader you know people look to you for the answers and and sometimes it's hard to come by them you know it's like okay this is a daily thing we're gonna wear masks we're gonna buy some as much sanitizer as we can and and try to deliver our products safely and make our guests feel safe in the in the gelaterias right and um and it, it was touch and go a lot of customers that are anxious and a lot of staff that are anxious and um you have to find the balance between like staying positive hey let's do this guys and hey you know what like actually you know we should keep everyone home 
we like when lockdown hit it's like okay you know what we do have to it's a the toughest decision you can make as as a leader in business when you're involved in the ownership side of the business is to pull the plug and that was a the hardest hardest thing to do but at the end of the day you got to do the right thing by your by your people and your customers and you got to you got to you know eat it like everybody else had to right mm-hmm. and it was it's just like absolutely like gut-wrenching decision but you know it's the right one right and that's where what everyone had to do and then you know figure out when can i open again when can we get back out there and do something and so uh things change for us uh big time so i'm still unsure how we're going to look back at this in history like let's say 20 30 years from now when we're grandparents and like retired how are we going to look back and feel like the world handled this versus like how we got out of it and early days was so strange that there was new announcements every day. And so people were just like winging it, Mm -hmm. trying to figure it out. I remember early, like I've got some friends that run bigger businesses than me. Like we we just have two full-time like salaried employees on our team. uh, And then realtors are kind of separate from that. But Jamie has the brewery. And so he, I think they have 20 to 25 employees there. And so like when things shut down, they were almost forced to lay people off to go on EI. And then like six days later, they announce, you know, the Canadian government announces, we'll cover 75% of your employees' wages for the, you know, for the next few months, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like we're always like trying to catch up. Yep. How, How did your kind of business handle that in terms of like, hey, we can't, you know, bars and restaurant and restaurants and gelaterias, we can't have people in the door anymore. How do we keep staff on or like what's what's the conversation like there? Yeah, so that was a huge hurdle, right? Because we did have to lay people off. Um, and the unfortunate, well, I mean, you call it fortunate, unfortunate, I don't know what it is, but like the government, you know, said, yeah, we're going to, um, you know, have this, um, um the wage subsidy for the businesses, but also, you know, the EI for the employees, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we had to lay some 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 people off and they went on to the EI and, um, and then it was difficult to get them back, right? Because it's like they want to be safe. Mm-hmm. And what's the balance between them getting um, paid this amount and having to work or getting paid this amount and staying safe. Yeah. Uh, and that's the decision that all the employees had to make and uh, respect to anyone that, you know, you make the decision either way, right? And eventually we did get some employees back and thankfully um, our businesses pivoted quick and that's how our delivery service started, right? Is, you know, I was uh, speaking to um, my uncle, uh, John, who's, you know, um, pretty, uh, he loves to talk shop and, and, uh, you know, he said, what can I do to help? And he wanted me to deliver a bunch of gelato to all his managers. Right. And, and then like the light went on and I'm like, okay, like this, you know, that could be a service, right? Obviously like delivery was taken off at that time. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we started taking orders online and and the rest is history and now you know a huge part of what we do is delivering gelato in the lower mainland and people love it it led to a new package that we've got out which is a a two-pack and a four-pack carrier that looks like an old like milkman sort of carrying case and and it looks amazing and and it's totally changed the way we do business and um and the most important thing is uh we were able to bring our staff back right and super thankful to everybody that got on board with the, the deliveries because it got our people back to work. And, you know, it got our business up and running again in, in the toughest time, right? Because um, it was tough to get people into the shops, right? So it was... What, was it kind of like solely social media that you're getting the word out there that you're doing this delivery service now? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah 100%. It, it started off like... Um, uh, spreading the word to friends, and uh, and it was uh, Facebook, Instagram, and it was um, uh, text messages, emails, like absolutely 
texting people one person at a time, like, hey, this is what we're doing. Like, let me know if you guys need gelato delivered. And, you know, um, the community, like, started off a lot of friends and family supporting and them spreading the word. And then as soon as we got our e-commerce online for for orders, that's when it really took off. Because once we get into a neighborhood, especially in the summer, people would see the van and, you know, I brought a Bose speaker and I was playing like the ice cream truck music out of my window <laughs> and uh, it was tons of fun, right? Like, and, and that's what you got to do. It was hustle, man. It was, and, and as soon as you got into a neighborhood, people were like, what's that? You know, like, oh my God, like you guys are delivering gelato and, and, uh, and you would hit a hot spot. Like, so if I get in a neighborhood in North Van, like see the van next week, I would have eight orders in that neighborhood. And then, you know, over time, it would it would switch, and then I'd be out in Richmond, and someone like the same pattern, right? As people see the truck and the music, and they're just like, oh, "All right, like I'm going to order for next week." And so you hit these hot spots, and 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 it really took off, and and, and it was, it was a, just a great experience, right? It wasn't something that was, um, like taking off as as far as like um, uh, like uh, a financial ultra success in this year but what it did is kept our brand relevant and, and and you know paid some bills got our employees back to work and it proved to be an awesome experience for the for the customer right like and you know everyone with their kids at home they loved it right with the the ice cream music coming up to their door and it was really cool i was saying before like luckily our industry wasn't super affected by covid in terms of like sales and transactions like real estate is like has been crazy throughout the fall there was a couple months there where it slowed down quite a bit and it was a big adjustment period but overall our year has been pretty similar to last year and it's i don't know many industries that are able to say that so obviously feel really grateful for that kind of uh, Mm -hmm. kind of experience through a crazy year but one thing i was really really kind of excited and proud of early in the early throughout this pandemic was like March, April, May, June was chatting with other business owners and seeing like other businesses adapt and pivot super quickly and just kind of accept this as a challenge versus like, Oh shit, this sucks. I'm going to lose my business. It was, it was almost the opposite. It was like, this is a new challenge. I need to figure out how to, you know, promote and share my service or product or whatever with people in a different way now. Yeah, and that was one of the really cool things I did a, um, like a kind of a Vancouver business promotional video with a few businesses throughout Greater Vancouver, and just kind of like chatting about their experiences with their own with owners. One was like Evan Moore, who you know, yeah, um, fitness yeah. shoe store, and just kind of chatting with them about, you know, what are the challenges you're facing and how are you addressing them? And all of mm-hmm. them have this really optimistic, positive attitude mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. like. We're going to grow. We're going to get better from this. Our business is going to be stronger from this, and we're going to yeah. we're going to get better next year, kind of thing. And it was so cool to see that kind of mentality through a Greater Vancouver. Absolutely, like, it reminds me of the Bob Dylan lyric. You know, you better start swimming or you sink like a stone. <laughs> and uh, I love that, right? And because it's it's uh, it's it's evident and it's it's a timeless quote. And. Uh, it, it was a challenge. It's a challenge, like, you know, uh, on a personal uh, level because everyone's got their battles, right? Mm-hmm. It's, not just, it's not just work. Everybody's got their battles outside of work. And, and uh, this is, uh, it's been an, an, an awesome, awesome experience to be able to um, create something new for the business that is uh, it, it proved to be an, like an awesome, awesome experience again. And, uh, and, uh, and introducing our product in a different way to a lot of new customers that I couldn't reach before, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what wheels can do, right? You can get out there and, and visit neighborhoods that you, you would normally not get out to see. And, and I'm delivering everywhere from White Rock to Port Moody, Port Coquitlam, North Van, West Van, and two massive deliveries to Kelowna in the summertime as well. So oh. it was wild, man. Four hours in in a gelato van, and you know all you got is your own is your own thoughts and some tunes, and and you hit the road. And it was it was pretty pretty awesome experience. So yeah, um, super proud of what we've done, and pr- super proud of our staff. Um, again, just coming together in a time where it needed. 
uh, a team to be able to do what we do. Uh, nothing could have been done solo, and uh, I'm leaning on them every day, and they're leaning and looking to me, and we're just doing what we can to uh, to to do different things and and uh, and get our awesome product out there. I mean, our Gelato Master is incredible, and it's it's the best thing when you have something amazing to sell, and our customers are super super satisfied and, and stoked to receive their product, right? Because it's um, a huge advantage in retail when you have something special to 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 offer, right? I wish I had a sweet title like that. Like why <laughs> why can't I be called the real estate master? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like we got gelato right. master, we got a brew mate like a mm-hmm. what are the breweries called? Head brewer, brew master. There's or something. the brew master, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't we get cool names like that, Patty? <laughs> we gotta come up with something. <laughs> Dare to dream, Denny. <laughs> <laughs> Where did this gelato idea come from? Because I know your family obviously really well. Yeah. We're cousins. I know that a lot of our family has been in hospitality for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And I know that some of the hardest working people in Vancouver are hospitality workers, and which is mm-hmm. why I love hiring hospitality workers. Because yeah. they, they learn a lot of things that you don't get in other industries, I feel like. Yeah. But where, where did this shift come from pubs... Irish Irish style pubs to gelato. Yeah, well, uh, my brother Chris, um, it was his brainchild. Um, so I mean, he he's the guy. He's the guy is super interesting um, guy in business. He seems to just know people. He's, he's like, whenever I need something or I've got a question where I need to be pointed in the direction to go, that's my guy. I, I mean. <laughs> If you ever need anything, just call up my brother Chris because he just seems to have answers, right? And so he had this idea to, um, you know, he's got um, friends and business. So he had a friend that was a marketing guy. He had a a friend that was an operations guy. He had um, an investor uh, who had an investment group that wanted to do this. And uh, he found a gelato maker. And uh, so that's how Uno Gelato was born. And then um, it was just like a team, right? And then um, so I, w- I was interested in the business, so I invested and um, and uh, and then later on, uh, six months into it, they say, "Hey, Patty, do you want to join the team? We have an opportunity in operations." Um, as ev- all our partners were sort of all over the Lower Mainland and Okanagan and. And uh, so as we grew, they, they came to me to help, and um, that's how it all started. And then it really started to take off when we brought on Andreas Bermudis, who is our current gelato master, who has just taken things to another level. He's young. He uh, has experience in, in gelato making for 15 years. He started uh, learned from his grandma in Colombia. Then he worked in Miami, and then he worked in Vancouver at the Bella Gelateria downtown. And then he just graduated from from the Gelato University, um, uh, Carpegiani University in Bologna, Italy. He did an online course through the pandemic, which is the most um, uh, prestigious Gelato University in the world. And uh, so he completed his course. And this guy uh, is just taking things to another level. Like it's unbelievable what he does day in, day out to create these flavors and uh, people are blown away, right? And I... I, uh, I, I can get on here. Obviously, it's it's my business, and I can toot our our own horn. But like honestly, Denny, I mean, you've tried it. Like it's special, and and it is it's such a difference in business when you have a product this good to be able to sell because it makes it so much easier for the staff to um, uh, romance the menu, to talk to customers because everybody's stoked to sell it, right? So it makes a huge difference, and that's how the business was born, and that's sort of where it is, and and the deliveries is the new thing in the last six months that's sort of brought a huge element online and online presence and uh we're doing all sorts of contests with local businesses and we uh, a friend of mine a strange fellows brewery um a local brewery in east van we're making a strange fellows beer gelato uh that's coming out in december 
Hey, look at that. The Talisman. Strangefellow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, so good <laughs> folks at Strangefellows. They make an awesome beer. So we're making a, a gelato uh, and doing a, a combination of contests and uh, all sorts of giveaways online. So um, I love how everybody's come together in, in the pandemic to work with other local businesses and, and cheer each other on. It's really a time to do that, right? It's just a root. Everyone on that's that's uh, that's swinging right now, swinging for the fences, and and you know doing what they can do for their themselves and the and the business community. Right, it's a really positive thing to see. Honestly, man, that's such a good point. That you're talking about how passionate you are about your product, right? And yeah. I think in business that is like it's such a deciding factor of like success and. People all the time ask you, like, why do you work so hard? You're working till, like, midnight every day. Why? And for me, it's always, like, I really enjoy what I do, but I believe in our service. I believe that we're offering a really high-quality service to people. Yeah. And and that's what makes me happy. Like, people waking up in the morning and seeing I sent them an email at 2.30 a.m., like, answering their questions, and they love it. Yeah. Just knowing that our service is that good. And it's the same with a product or w- whatever your business is revolved around. And, like... How do you succeed in business? I think you find something that you're super passionate about and you believe in. Yeah. And and you just wake up every morning excited to get get going, right? Absolutely, 100%. Like uh, I, I'm a I'm a, I'm a guru of of nothing. I'm not a guru of business. I'm totally. not a guru of, you know, um, I, I respect uh, I love your Instagram. You know, I love how you guys are doing different things with real estate and and I follow it along and and uh, it, it's so relatable, right? Like, what I I- enjoy about this this process is is that like um, I think that my staff respects the fact that I'm learning every day myself, and I'm not a leader that goes in there and tries to just point and give direction. Uh, I love them to contribute. I love the, to lean on them. I love them to come to the table with ideas and show me how show me how something's done new you know like and i encourage everyone to do that and that's what uh what makes you know our, our team awesome at uno is it is it like everybody who is there is <laughs> super passionate about the product for one but you know i encourage our team to to uh to make us better you know like uh anything that you think is a great idea like i want to hear about it and it, and it's it's super cool way to do things because I let them know from day one that I don't know everything, you know. I've only been in Gelato for you know uh, a year and a half now, right? It's a new business for me, and we're learning every day. And that's how we were able to pivot and do this delivery thing, right? Is because I wasn't sticking to my guns. Because if I stuck to my guns, you know, we'd probably be out of business, right? It's it's like you got to do something new. And and uh, and that's why, right? Like it was a, it was a, a pivot, and it was it was something that was fun and cool, and it got our people back to work, and and uh, and uh, the rest is history, right? Are you still involved in the pubs? Uh, not day to day operations, no. Yeah. So I officially left the the pubs. Um, yeah, I think about two years ago now. A year and a half, two years maybe, yeah. Okay. So So, a huge part of my life is working in the family business with the brothers and, you know, still, you know, uh, got my, you know, dialed in with Pete and Jarrett, you know, on a weekly basis. I'm Mm -hmm. checking in, seeing how things are going and uh, two of our gelato locations are partnered with them. So still Mm -hmm. essentially um, got a pulse on it, but uh, they're doing their thing and who knows uh, its own, its own monster. So, yeah. Can you, I don't know if you're super privy to these conversations, but what did the, I guess what the pubs more, because they've got super big locations, when they were Mm -hmm. shut down in like March, April, Mm -hmm. what did those conversations look like with landlords in terms of like leases and, you know, I I, I don't know, because I don't have a big commercial space. We have a really small office in New West that, you know, wasn't a real cash flow problem for us. But like, I, I... I assume that restaurants and some retail type businesses were affected extremely hard by having to close down for 30 to 60 days. Absolutely. Like landlords, I mean, it all came up quick for everybody, right? Like uh, landlords um, were, you know, convention center is one and then, you know, our landlords in, in False Creek as well for the Mahoney's locations and then kits for Uno Gelato. 
Um, yeah. And then, so yeah, I mean, it's I, I didn't I wasn't uh, hands on to the conversations. That was a. Uh, Pete handling that for the pobs, but you know, yeah, it was uh, it, it came out of nowhere, like right before St. Patrick's Day. But so for Irish pobs, that was a, a massive, uh, huge hit, right? And right. Uh, everybody has been um, uh, helpful because th- everybody's in the same. They don't want you to go out of business, landlords, because this is their business, right? Is, is that you? Your success is theirs. And so everybody's just been following the guidelines and the with uh, um, as far as the government support goes, and it's changing all the time. So that's the thing. Everybody's it's just constant communication, and and that's how it's sort of still evolving and still going. Right? Is that like people are figuring it out month to month and week to week and even day to day sometimes. So challenging for sure. Man, it was such a strange couple months. Usually April, May are two of our busier months of the year and they were more than cut in half. And every day you're waking up and like turning on whatever news channel and like waiting for the new announcement from Trudeau to see what the hell's going on or like waiting for Bonnie's announcement. (laughs) And every day changed. It was crazy. For us in real estate, it was like you're deemed as an essential service. Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> Do we just continue as we're like mm-hmm. so, as a normal or like what? And then like a couple yeah. weeks later, it was like no more open houses. We're like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then a couple of days later, it was like a different different news. So it was like every day, wake up, see what's happening. Yeah. And then change your business from there. <laughs> it was so yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, and it's still it's still ongoing. It's right? still like there's, totally. There's conversations today that was saying you know most of the tr- transmissions are coming actually from home visits and and families that are visiting families and they, they sit and talk and and have drinks for hours and 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 with no masks and they're talking and and they're saying that restaurants because people are freaked out everyone's got masks on and clean and sanitizing everything and it's actually not as bad right but like. Is, that's going to change tomorrow because someone's going to have a different opinion, and you can't you can't hang on that, right? It's just like what from what we've learned this year is that every day is crazier than the next, and it's all about adapting as quick as you can, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you yeah. do you have kids now? No, I don't. No, no not you yet. Just, got, got, got married about a year right? ago. Has that yeah. so? It's always something I like like talking to people in terms of their experience, but like you're a hardworking dude. I know that. I know your family has been running some really cool pubs and and now gelaterias for a long time. How does the like work life balance shift when you you know family dynamic changes? Like like getting married obviously is a big big deal. Yeah. Yeah, it, it all changes. <laughs> like, don't have a don't have kids yet, but we got a dog, and, and <laughs> that that matters, right? <laughs> it's all about. He is. Uh, he couldn't be happier for the pandemic because my wife's working from home now, so yeah. he's never alone, and he's just like couldn't be. Twenty twenty's been good to to stand. <laughs> that's for sure. No, but I I know what you're saying, and it's it's a it's a it's a huge adjustment, right? Like it's um, it's uh, my wife has had to adjust to. She's super extroverted right and working from home was a massive massive adjustment and it's interesting thing she she never used to watch tv at night and now that's what we do right we watch tv as to wind down and enjoy some time together because you know when i get home from (laughs) a long day on the road i'm pretty tired right (laughs) like it's it's a lot of a lot of work and, and a lot of moving around especially at the end of the week it's it's a grind but Hey man, like I'm used to it. We we were doing pubs, and uh, you know that convention center location. I was down there for four years, and when those conventions rolled into town, man, you were just you know head down and going for ten days straight and working long twelve to fourteen hour days, and it's what you did, and it's you just got to hit the switch, right? And you know when you got to hit the switch to work hard to get through something, and and in <laughs> you turn the switch off when you come out uh, the other end, right? And it's just the way you got to be wired for entrepreneurship. And like I said, I, I've <laughs> I'm learning as I go every day, and, and that's what, that's all you can all you can do. And and nothing's perfect ever in in business. That's for sure. I think that's a good like even just 
thought to have in your head that like I'm constantly learning. I'm not, you know, still trying to figure this out. And for yeah. me, one of the things I always struggle with is like work is really, really fun for me. Yeah. And I love it. And it takes up most of my life. And like I will sacrifice a lot of things for work. But when the day is finally done, day, whatever that means in real estate, yeah. but like when it's finally done and you get home, whatever that time that is, eight, nine, whatever time it is. Yeah. When you sit down on the sofa and you like pull your computer to answer emails or whatever, you just feel like emotionally exhausted because yeah. like in your day-to-day, you know, delivering gelato, you you have to be like, and not that it's a fake version of yourself, it's just like a certain side of yourself, right? Yeah. It's Where just you're super excited, totally. Yeah. You're super excited, you're, you know, turned on, let's say, but yeah. like... Have you had any trouble balancing that in terms of like family life at home? Because I know that's something I've struggled with in terms of like getting home after like a really busy day where you have 12 appointments or like 12 drop-offs or whatever, yep. where you just like feel like, for lack of a better word, exhaustion mentally. Yeah, for absolutely. I mean, I'm jealous of all those people that say that, you know, my business, my entrepreneurship is is my hobby. Like because uh, I'm so into it and so involved and and blah blah blah. And I would love to get to that place, but like, unfortunately, my my greatest passion in life is is hockey. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's what it is. Right? I'm not gonna pretend to be someone else. Like like so, I have other things in my life that is super important to me. You know, like watching the Canucks and going playing beer league with my buddies and like. I love having that work-life balance, and and I don't want my life to be uh, business all day, every day, until you drop, right? <laughs> like, but when you when you hit that switch, like I have no no issue at all, just uh, in, engulfing yourself in, in what you're doing, be passionate about what you're doing, and even like getting on Instagram and, and firing off some content quickly to just sort of if something's on your mind and all that stuff that's when I'm so into it when you're when you're when you're going right but I believe there's a time to switch it off right enjoy something else and and uh, just to stay refreshed stay balanced and and so you can get back after it the next day without without burning out right it's a huge thing is for me is like I, I can't I can't go twenty four seven seven days a week, but I can get get pretty close. But I need that I need that something to 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 switch it off and and balance my life, right? Any tips for that kind of stuff? Like, because that's something I struggle with in turning it off. Do you like put your phone in a drawer when you get home at you know, <laughs> seven p.m. or whatever it is, just to know that you're like hanging out with your wife, watching TV for the next hour, or making dinner, or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's the thing. Um, we both had the conversations about the phones yeah. and, and, and uh, figuring out when, when's a good time to put them away. And we find that, you know, the, the common ground that we've found is like after dinner, like is to put on a show. And like we got into like uh, to Shit's Creek this year and, <laughs> and The Crown, but like Shit's mm-hmm. Creek, oh my God, that show came out of nowhere and it's so funny, right? And it's something that we both got a kick out of and we both laughed our heads off. And so that's, I mean, it pandemic's tough because what else is there to do? We walk our dog and mm-hmm. we, we watch a show every now and again. And, um, you know, um, you know, I, I love reading reading uh, books that sort of uh, like I read Shoe Dog, the the Nike story. I don't know if you've ever read that book. I have. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I love that book. I couldn't put it down. But it's like a book about business. But I still found it a break from business, right? So you know, you got to do what you got to do in these times. It, it's not. Um, I mean, normally it, to balance my life, I'd go for bike rides in the summer and and go golfing. And then, you know, in the winter, it's just like, I got my hockey schedule. There's one day a night, a night, one night a week where I'm out doing what I love to do. And unfortunately, this year we don't have that, right? It's, it's totally off off the, uh, the grid. So, you know, you just got to figure it out. And I think that's what everybody's doing right now is fi- trying to figure out what is that balance during a year where a lot of things are taken away. Yeah, it's been a strange man. <laughs> yeah, Carl, in your business, yes, I guess not a ton has changed because you're often by yourself anyway in people's houses. Mm-hmm. 
Do you have you seen a ton of change in your business? I don't know if we ever even talked about this. Honestly, the biggest change was just early on, like March, April, just the uncertainty, right? People yeah. didn't know what was going to happen. But luckily for us, we were working outside, so we weren't affected as much. Right now, I guess we just wear masks and that's the only thing. People, I mean, I'm usually with my customers maybe for like a month, two months, right? So for the same customer, so it's not that bad. But I think it's just the masks is the biggest thing. Have you brought any gelato to any of your customers, Carl? No, I got to I gotta try that stuff for sure, though. That could be a pretty good closing gift for you. Project's oh, yeah. done. Here's a four-pack of gelato. Uh, Absolutely. Right. Good sell, yeah. Denny. Good sell. <laughs> <laughs> that a boy. Patty, outside of work, I know you're crushing it. I know you... I know you've, like had a crazy year in terms of adjusting the business, but outside of work, what are some big things? Because Beer League Hockey probably shut down this year? Yeah, I mean, yeah. at the beginning of the year, they were they were, they were were doing it, and then our team, we had a discussion at the beginning of the year. It was literally like uh, five days before the season started, we pulled the plug. Mm-hmm. We just decided to take a year off because we didn't think it would go a full season, and which uh, I don't think it did. So tough, tough decision. Mm-hmm. What I'm getting at, I was yeah. hoping you were going to just like volunteer this information. Yeah. You guys are big Hawks fans, you, you and your bros. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, What's uh, your assessment so far? The assessment so far is obviously um, uh, the defense. Uh, we got some issues, but it's nice to see Jamal Adams back in the lineup. I'm expecting mm-hmm. to see uh, some impact from him. Uh, coming uh, as he improves week to week, uh, but they're coming. To, they're coming, the defense is getting there. It was a better week last week mm-hmm. against Arizona, but uh, you know, the thing is, is Russell Wilson is something special to watch. And when he's got the two weapons that he has this year in <laughs> Metcalf and Lockett, uh, it's it's pretty awesome to watch the offense. Uh, the offensive line, I, th- I think, like a little bit more consistency would be nice. You know, but I, I, I'm loving what I'm seeing. Uh, love to sit down and watch a little bit more. I'm catching a lot of highlights these days with being busy, but yeah. uh, but I, we're still a contender, and and I, I, like, I like where we're going. What do you if think? You're lo- if you're looking for a good highlight show, Carl and I do a Seahawks social <laughs> podcast every Monday night. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> Just selling everything on here. Dude, yeah. it's so much, dude, it's so much fun, though. That's Literally, awesome. so you know that... I am as big a Hawks fan as you and your brothers. Yeah. I'm obsessed, man. It's so good. <laughs> they are the best sports franchise of all time, and I'm totally fine saying that. <laughs> and it's just a venting area. Like, we just get to chat for 30 minutes and vent about everything. Mm-hmm. How bad the refs were that week. You know? <laughs> How bad Trey Flowers is. Like the announcers. Oh, yeah. The announcers. That's amazing. Tony Romo, I really appreciate when Tony Romo covers games. Outside yeah. of Tony Romo, the NFL announcers are mediocre at best. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Tony Romo, holy smokes, that guy show like how good of an offensive coordinator he is when he started calling the plays, like for as as an announcer. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. He could really read defenses. Uh, it just goes to show how smart that guy is, at, you know, at football. That's why you got to respect him as is what he's talking about on TV now. It's, that's a good it's point. Awesome. I wonder if that's in his future. Could be, man. Like he was amazing. That I don't know if you remember that. I was it last season maybe where he was just like it was, it was like during a game and he was just like, okay, this is going to be a run to the right or yeah. or a pass yeah. underneath to this, and he was just like acing it like every every play call. It was crazy, just from reading the D, and it was like, oh my god, get that guy on the hawk sideline asap. <laughs> That's what I like about him is he's so practical. He's just yeah. he's reading defenses like a quarterback yeah. and saying, you know, like. In this setup, you know, you want to run the ball over here or you want to run like a little quick out player or whatever. Totally. And that's a good really golfer, cool. too. Great golfer. He played in a couple of PGA events. <laughs> yeah. Dude, scratch. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The, so, this is my assessment. I think the D individually is better than they are as a unit currently. Yeah. And the game against Arizona was a step in the right direction, I think. I think Carlos Dunlap was a really, really good pickup. 
Yeah. He is exactly a couple what we sacks needed. last week, right? He's Carl, what are his stats? He's played I think he's played three games with the Hawks and had three and a half sacks. Yeah. Anyway, but he's getting a lot of pressure and that is exactly what we needed. Yeah. The secondary is still questionable at best. Yeah. But I think we get Shaq Griffin back this week. Good. Who's our number one corner? Man, I <laughs> there's been we, injuries. I mean, Jamal Adams was lot. awesome before he got hurt. Yeah. To, yeah. He's a difference maker for sure. Yeah. Right? He changes the course of a game. You need yeah. to game plan around a guy like that on yeah. offense for the other teams. Yeah. The thing that like we talk about every single week on this Seahawks podcast is how crazy open the NFC is. Yeah. There's no one that is like outstanding. Everyone is just <laughs> where I was like, who wants to win the NFC? <laughs> the Tampa Bay Bucks don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, they've had a few opportunities. They're not interested. Green Bay's not interested at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> they've taken a few steps back. The Rams, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? The Saints aren't interested. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drew Brees goes down. Drew Brees and his ribs. Oh, poor guy. I know. <laughs> it's such It's. Uh, I'm really, really thankful that the NFL was able to put together a season this year. Yeah. And it was challenging for a lot of professional sports to try to navigate through those very, very muddy waters this year. Yeah. But as a fan and as someone who would drive myself insane not being extremely busy throughout the year, yeah. <laughs> like it's a nice release and it's really, really cool to have like one day every every week that is just like dedicated to football. It's so cool. Oh. For sure. Same thing when the hockey came back. It was just like, totally. oh my God, this is just amazing. Yeah. People were like, but there's no fans. I'm like, who cares? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> like, you know, PD's out there like Quinn Hughes is just amazing. Like, I was just like, this is just incredible. So, what, did they, what did they do for Seahawks season tickets this year? Uh, who knows? Jer and Pete were uh, season ticket holders, but yeah. um, I'm not sure if they were even renewing. Um, Either way, Jer's Jer's got a family now, and Pete's running the football club at the pub. So, mm-hmm. I don't think uh, I don't think they renewed last year, but yeah, have to have to ask them. But they were Hawks season ticket holders for years, like decade at least. Yeah, it's was, it was crazy. Good. I wonder if you just like it. stay on the list and get moved to next year because it sounds like they're not. Oh, I wonder sure. if they like. Yeah. Do they take deposits just in case they have fans this year? I wonder what happened. Oh, there. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the the Hawks, the season tickets were like absolute gold there for 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 years and years when they were. Um, my brothers like they get season tickets and they'd sell one week, it would pay for the whole season almost, right? It's just crazy. Like just give up one game out of eight. You know, I'm on the wait list, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? You know what the wait list is at? You're you're on the wait list. I'm on the wait list. Oh, are you? <laughs> I've been on the wait list for three years. Yeah, and I'm currently number seventy two thousand on the wait list. You joking? <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Smokes, <laughs> it's gonna be thirty years before I get season tickets. Good luck. Maybe longer. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> By that time, Russ is gonna be gone. Yeah. Pete may still be kicking. You never know. That guy has <laughs> a ridiculous amount of energy. Pete's got at least 40 years left, so you, you'll probably be all right. <laughs> and you'll still be, still be like Energizer on the sidelines, <laughs> running around, fist pumping. Yeah, the guy's a legend. He's awesome. Where do but you big go? things of the Hawks this year. I mean, Russell Wilson is just lights out. It's awesome. What do you think is their realistic expectation this year? Super Bowl. This guy's all in. Yeah, there's there's no reason, there's no hesitation there, right? I mean, it's 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 a it's an all in year. I mean, it's no Legion of Boom. Let's let's be real. But I mean, if that defense can come together a little bit, and that was a positive step, then they're a contender. There's there's no uh, there's no other way to to read it. I mean, you got Russell Wilson in his prime, and DK Metcalf is like one of the the biggest weapons in the NFL right now. And uh, you know, they 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 should they have a reasonable chance in winning the Super Bowl this year, in my opinion. What a ridiculous steal that guy was, eh? Unbelievable! Like, what was that? Was like uh, th- third round or something? 
I think he was third. Carl, do you know? I think he was third round. Yeah. I think he was third, like third late, round, yeah. Late third round. And the reason late people didn't round. draft him is because he had a like a poor agility test or something at the combine. Unbelievable. That, that, like that, that play on the interception where he ran, <laughs> ran the guy down from 90 yards, like unbelievable. I and have Russ, never seen Russ stopped, anything like stopped that. running at like the 40. Yeah, he gave up, yeah. Russ Couldn't had a 12 yard advantage on DK. Yeah. <laughs> DK just ran past him. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. That might have been the greatest football play I've ever seen. Best offensive tackle ever. I think. <laughs> Is that a category? Is that a category? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Third round, Carl? Um, I think he was 64th. Is that second or third? Early third, I think. Or maybe last pick of the second round? Could something be, like, yeah, 64th like overall. All right, we'll take it. We'll say third. We'll agree on third. <laughs> I love how Carl's the producer, the stats guy. Danny just said, hey, Carl, what do you got? Third, third round? Yeah. Can you confirm? <laughs> <laughs> always got the it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I say a lot of bogus stuff, and Carl always corrects me. Got a fact check, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where, so... You're probably 20 years into a business career. Yeah. What's your like monthly, yearly routine of educating yourself, improving? I know we talked about that really early on, like always trying to get better. You know, you talk to your staff about, hey, I don't know everything. I'm trying to improve. I'm learning a new business. Do you actively like go after podcasts, books, whatever to educate yourself to learn? Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, uh, as far as books go, yeah, like I'm always um, uh, picking up books that I could learn from that have an interesting story. Um, I get bored easy if it's <laughs> if there's no good story behind it, and that's why the Nike the Nike book was awesome because I was just like, man, couldn't put it down. That's the sort of thing um, I like. And then you know, uh, I'm trying at the moment is my focus has sort of been uh, LinkedIn, is I'm trying to learn a little bit more about LinkedIn and, and how I can use that as a tool and a platform to, um, to, to grow the business. Um, uh, also, during this year, I uh, applied for SFU uh, in the GDBA program, mm. where I, uh, uh, it was a two-year program, and I got through the first semester, and then I had a health scare, which you know about. I had surgery uh, during the second semester, which sort of halted that, but uh, all is well. <laughs> and uh, okay. and uh, I might take up the education in the, in the program again uh, in the next semester or not, uh, depending on the business and, and where it goes. But always looking, uh, last year, a whole bunch of online courses, accounting courses, um, anything I can do to sort of, you know, uh, improve myself. And then there's times where I just don't have time. I'm just in the business and learning as I go. And I just have to accept that sometimes. It's like, you know, I can't um, plan for the long term all the time. It's sort of like learn on the go when you have some time and pick up a book, listen to a podcast or... Um, uh, or, you know, just watch Danny Dumas NFL Monday Night Seahawks podcast on Monday nights. And, uh, and it's, it's statistically correct. I'll give it that. Okay. Yeah. That's We're right. always right on the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah, back to that. I mean, you just learn, learn as much as you can when you can when you're in business. What's your go to podcasts? Um, you got me on that one. Carl will cut that one out. I don't have an answer. <laughs> it changes for me all the time. And honestly, like I listen to some like investing for beginner podcast because I want to like start running my own like oh, nice. stocks and stuff on the side. I listen to some like real estate investing podcasts. I listen to some like business guys. I like Joe Rogan because he is such a good listener. Yeah. And I listen to Joe Rogan's often a lot, not necessarily for the quality of the guest, but more just to like listen to him and how good he is at like, he's, he knows a little bit about a lot of things, 
Who's it, Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah, yeah. And smart guy, right? Really smart dude. Um, and he, I feel like he retains information really well. And so from like someone who really enjoys the podcast platform like myself, who wants to chat with people all the time, I get a lot out of him Yeah, talking to other people. Yeah. Just like listening, picking out one little, one little tiny item that you say and like exploring that little item for like the next 15 minutes, right? Just yeah. going in a ton more depth. So I've got a lot out of him. Um, Funny guy too. And he, and he can... Dude, he's, so entertaining. He's, he's, he's so witty. Like, you know, when, when someone challenges him on, on something, like you're right, he always has something, something to say pretty quick, right? Totally. <laughs> so, yeah, entertaining dude. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, very, very, very good connect, connecting with you tonight, man. Yeah, Danny, thanks for having me on. It's great to catch up. Uh, catch up with family cousins and uh, and just talk about life and things and it's great to, great to be here and, and thanks for having me. Glad to see you guys are doing well even through a very very strange year. Thank you. Maybe let's uh, finish off just letting everyone know where they can uh, get some the best gelato in BC. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, so uh, online is www.unogelato.com/shop. And for the month of November, still, I believe, six days left, uh, we're supporting the Canucks Autism Network, um, what my favorite thing to support in town. Um, I've got a good friend, Bob Shanks, a young man with autism that is absolutely killing it in the fundraising. He's um, almost at a quarter million dollars Crazy. in fundraising just from telling his story. And so yeah. I'm super supportive of uh of the Canucks Autism Network. And so, yeah, 10% of sales online and in-store pints go to the Canucks Autism Network. So get your order in for November, and uh, we're pumped for the holiday season as well. So unogelato.com slash shop. Thanks, bud. Very cool. Really, really good uh, for all you business owners out there. Really cool client gifts as well. In real estate, we've had some success uh gifting possession days just throwing a pint of gelato in their freezer for when they move in it's uh had a lot of success so check it out for um not only for yourself and your family but um some client action as well thanks man yeah thanks for having me on guys yeah great to connect